I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, lead analyst at Free Dawkins on YouTube, and I am joined as always by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. Stroking that three ball, Fred Van Vliet style. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Kawhi. Fire emoji, fire emoji, fire emoji. Luka Doncic, you are starting your free agent recruitment <laughs> now on Twitter. Well, as soon as they get swept in the finals, he can come join the Mavs. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh, what what a game! We both just finished this game. I mean, we're recording right after this Bucks Toronto game, and for, just on a grand scale, how much how one how much fun was that? Two, how jealous are we that like this can't be Mavs basketball right now? Oh, man, if it was Mavs basketball, it would just be – I mean, we would just be over the moon, over the top. I cannot – because I know it's going to happen next year. I'm excited for it. I'm ready. I'm ready for it. Not that they're going to make it to the Western Conference Finals, but that they will make the playoffs. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully. Don't hit me with the hopefully, Isaac. <laughs> you picked them this year to make the playoffs. I and you're not, not going to pick them next year? No, no, no. I, I will. I will, for sure. Uh, I mean, just as constructed, I wouldn't say it's a lock until we see what – what the plan is, what the oven is baking. What the uh, oven is baking. But, no, it, it's just, uh, yeah, I mean, as a Mavs fan, you watch this atmosphere, this fourth quarter between the Bucks and the Raptors, and, man, you, just, you can't wait for the AAC to be back that way again uh, from those playoff years and 2011 and all that stuff. And This is what fun. I want. This is what I want. Drake gets to do his thing with the Raptors, you know, and, and – Petty Drake is, I'm here for it. I'm here for Petty Drake. I want Dirk to be that for the Mavs. If they get in the no, playoffs, I, ever happening. if they get to the playoffs, I want Dirk sitting courtside every single game. <laughs> and he gets to walk around. He gets to walk through the court if he wants to go to, to the concessions. And if he wants to go somewhere, he gets to walk through the court during free throws. He can, if the ball comes to him and rolls to him, he gets to shoot it from wherever he is anytime. He's allowed to do anything uh, he wants. I just want Dirk there. I do. Yes, Dirk would definitely have to be there for every game. I don't know if he's going to be as animated as Drake. I think we might need like Zeke uh, to be that person. Post Malone, um, two chains. Was that a game this past year? Uh, it was going to be J Cole. Oh, and it was J Cole for <laughs> it was J Cole a season was and and fun change. Ride. Okay, hey, real quick, we didn't talk about the Drake and uh, Bud and them kind of complaining about that. I didn't. I'm not the biggest Drake fan in the world, but I don't see any problem with what he does in Toronto. Am I wrong? Like the touching the coach thing was kind of weird. But it's not Bud. Like, what is? Why is? Why is Bud? In there? Like, Bud should be coach of the year. Like, I, I like the Bucks and everything. Why are they commenting on what Drake does on the Toronto side? I think I think the Bud thing was he just got asked about it and he didn't deflect. I think, um, I think the TNT guy said it best. They're like he he didn't. Shaq said it. He's like he got asked the question. He didn't deflect. He should have deflected the question, but he answered it and he answered it like, you know, I don't know what he's doing over on that side, but you know, a fan. It's th- they're taking it the the angle of. 
you know, if any if any other fan did that, you know, you're giving him special treatment and all that kind of stuff. Okay, I mean, I mean, that, okay. I don't I don't agree with that, but I think that's what they're trying to do. Like, I could totally understand if Drake was on like the Milwaukee side and just being crazy like that and whatever and him complaining about it. I was just like, okay, it's annoying. I I just want to know what what Nick Nurse feels about Drake. Is it kind of like this thing like he has to embrace it like he can't like back down from it cuz right. you know, Drake well, he is can't. Drake. <laughs> it's kind of I want to say it's kind of like uh, your spouse like whoever you're married to them having like a, a sibling that you don't really like or they're like super embarrassing but you just got to embrace them like you I feel like, like it's more hey, like a cousin yeah this is my brother-in-law <laughs> like he's awesome he's so cool uh but deep down inside you like hate him and they're the most annoying person in the world uh you just got to I, I don't know i just i really wonder how uh, nick nurse feels about drake but he's probably just gonna be like ah, i love him you know drake's one of my favorite people in this organization and Nick Nurse as a coach just seems like he's always so engaged and so locked in to anything. Like he doesn't look around anywhere else. We've seen like his faces where he just gets stuck because he's just so yeah. engaged. Like we've literally seen that. I wonder if he even noticed that Drake came up behind him and like gave him that like shoulder rub. There's I no wonder telling. if he, I bet he didn't even notice it because he's just so locked in. I, and he's I wearing mean, a suit. It's not like he's wearing a t-shirt, you know. I don't think he's getting enough love. I don't. I think he should get get more love than what he's getting. Before the Eastern Conference playoffs started, I, I tweeted out this poll and I said, "What would be the biggest question mark in the East? Ben Simmons' jump shot, Boston's chemistry, uh, Nick Nurse being a rookie head coach, or the help around Giannis." And uh, most of people that voted said Boston's chemistry as the biggest question mark. They were right, <laughs> and yeah, they were right. And um. <laughs> I think you see a little bit with the help with Giannis, but I I have been at first I gave him a little criticism because he wasn't matching Gasol's minutes with Joel Embiid's and Embiid was just like killing everybody. Yeah, that was in, in that series. But I think he did a pretty good job. I mean, you saw tonight. Well, I think they, I think they match up well with with the Bucks. Yeah, but like you you have to make the choice to leave Fred Van Vliet in there instead of Danny Green and. As far like I'm assuming that Danny Green's healthy and that was just, hey, let's ride the hot hand. And, um, you know, some people say, oh, that's just an easy t- decision. That's not. That's not a super easy decision to make. And uh, I just like when coaches make adjustments like that. The wall that they're creating around Giannis when he drives, uh, it's wild. Like, I mean, that's that's crazy. Yeah, that's that's a coach thing. You know, that, that, that came from coaching. You know, because you know, they do it every single time. When they go down the court, they they build build what was the Stan Van Gundy build a freaking wall. <laughs> and so. you wonder if like it, you know if Kawhi did ever stay. I, I don't I don't think he he does stay. But let's say Kawhi does stay. Is Nick Nurse the like Steve Kerr uh, of the East as far as like Dwayne Casey being Mark Jackson and like he goes Nick Nurse takes over and now they're like no they got you know, Kawhi. They they upgraded from Demar Derozan to Kawhi Leonard, and LeBron know, uh, and LeBron went to the West. Okay, so if Dwayne Casey was sitting in the same seat, they would be in the same spot. Yes, I think so. Okay, that I I think I lean towards that too. I don't know. I I think because I do think Dwayne Casey is a good coach, uh, but I don't want to take anything away from Nick Nurse's you know job either. So I don't know. Either way, it's been a really fun series to watch. It has. It's been fun. It the, we had the Fred Van Vliet game, like you said. <laughs> we had, um, we have had the Brooke Lopez game. We've had all these random guys just have a game. Um, 
We thought at the beginning this was going to be the Eric Bledsoe game. Malcolm Brogdon had quite a game. 18 points, 11 boards, 6 assists. He was all over the place. He guarded Kawhi. uh, Made all of his shots tough. Kawhi was just hitting all of them. Um, Malcolm Brogdon, man, he... (laughs) Freaking love. We him. didn't do his his free agent profile justice, but we should have done it after this game. <laughs> uh, dude's incredible. I mean, I, I've said it a thousand times this pod. If anybody outside the top names that I'd want on the Mavericks next year, it's Malcolm Brogdon. But you look at even the plus minus for the Bucks you know, after tonight. George Hill minus twenty two, Miritich minus eleven. They have four players. Yeah, their bench. And, their bench uh, sucked. Double digit uh, negative. But even Chris Middleton's minus eight. They- Giannis is minus two. Brogdon plus eighteen. <laughs> you know, in like thirty-three minutes. This is this is where I take. I'll do one criticism of of, but they he had this lineup out there that that didn't have Bledsoe, Giannis, Middleton, like n- neither none of those three guys or Brook Lopez. It was like Hill, Miritich, Connaughton, Ilyasova, and uh, and Brogdon. And you're like, what are what are we doing with this lineup right <laughs> right here? And that's where you wish you would have staggered Middleton a little bit more and given him that opportunity to to go off because he only took nine shots in this game. And it's not like he was expelling a ton of energy guarding Kawhi because um, Malcolm Brogdon was on Kawhi a lot. Yeah. So that's where I take I take one exception to what, what Bud did in this game. It's just the, the rotations are kind of weird trying to match up with this this toronto team and, and that bench just got destroyed they did i mean and it i mean if there's any team in the league that lives and die by the three right now like left i mean it's milwaukee it's like when they're not hitting threes you're like what the crap is half these guys on the court what's their purpose and that's what the uh, raptors did i think i think i saw kirk goldsberry tweet that uh down the stretch the raptors hit 18 threes and 12 twos <laughs> that, dang. Was, that was like their Actually, no, that was for the game. Yeah, for the game, right? Wow. That's where that's what separates, you know, obviously Close. a team like Golden State know. shoots a ton of three, you know, three pointers too. But that's what separates them. You know, if they're not hitting a three, they they got different options. They can run some sets to get into the paint, let Draymond create, run some, you know, get Clay going off some screens and get him some mid range jumpers, let Steph try to get into the paint. You know, they got different, you know, options with that. When when Milwaukee's not hitting a three, then you're just left with Giannis, and Giannis is the MVP this season. You know he should be, but man, you you see it sometimes, and you're like, oh dang, man, if he's if he's not if a team's literally building a wall in the paint, he can't do a step back. He did hit that late three in the fourth, and that was big time. I was super happy for him, and uh, I was I picked Toronto to be in the finals. I picked Toronto and Golden State to be in the finals. But I, I, in my heart, I'm rooting for the Bucks because of that whole like loyalty, stay with one franchise thing, and uh, I hope Giannis can be that. But they're now doing like, Nick is laughing. They're doing the baby filter on uh, Barkley, and it looks really funny. I love how you're watching freaking TNT during this podcast. The game is still this game just ended, like we said. Literally, they're still doing TNT. It's the greatest still- show on television. <laughs> they are, yeah. They are pretty good. But anyway. The, the big I, difference to Giannis and Kawhi, just the difference in their style, the way that Giannis can hit those tough shots. That's that's You have to have that in the NBA. We've, we've been over this so many times talking about in the postseason, but you have to have that. You have to have your, your best player has to be able to hit jumpers. 
and Giannis can't do it, and they so then they have to find a different way. And it, it, you, it can work until the very end when you just need a bucket. When when LeBron was calling out the analytics guys, like, oh, what do you think? You know, I don't want to hear any more about the analytics. I just need a guy that can get a bucket. That is very true in the last two minutes of games, for sure. Yes. For <laughs> but sure. But the analytics help you get to those two minutes in right. the last game. Right. Um, but and you think about this when it comes down to, like, the Luka, Luka and Ben Simmons, you know, talk that some people talk about. When it comes to the playoffs, give me Luca ten out of ten times. Yeah, because we I know we haven't seen Luca in that stage yet, but Luca will be able to create that shot. We'll be able to hand the ball to Luca and say, "Go get me a bucket, run screens for him and stuff." Ben and Porzingis. Fi- yes, they're trying to figure out what the crap Ben Simmons can where they can put him to where he's not in the way right now. Well, so, they're they're not trying to figure out anything with Ben Simmons right now. <laughs> trying to figure out is, what his flight plans are. By the way, R.I.P. It's over. Ben Simmons, Kendall Jenner. It's done. I saw a joke today on Twitter, so I can't take credit for this, but it, <laughs> I seen somebody say, well, they had heard that Ben Simmons struggles with long distance. So <laughs> and I, I, I enjoyed that a it's lot. A great, it's a great joke. Um, but no, it just, as a Mavs fan, you look at this and say, I'm thankful that my young franchise star uh, can yes. create a shot and get a shot on his own because this is something that you need in the playoffs. If we had somebody like Ben Simmons that were like, man, this is the face of franchise. We're excited. We'd defend There's, him too. <laughs> we would defend him. <laughs> we, we would defend him, yes. But there would be a different way to watching these playoff games saying, yeah. dang, need man, something else. Yeah, we got it. We got, like, I'm kind of like, I'm excited. But there is a ceiling to that, and uh, I don't know if there's a ceiling. Like we, yeah, there's excitement with Luca and him watching him. Porzingis, uh, I have a Porzingis piece coming out uh, pretty really soon from Mavs.com uh, early next week, I think. And let's say I've watched a ton of Porzingis tape, uh, probably more than I want to admit. And uh, I'm even more excited about Porzingis right now. <laughs> I'm just all nerded out on everything uh, KP. But I'm super excited for them in, in the playoffs for sure. Start next year. Who gets more money this offseason, Brooke Lopez or Kevon Looney? Oh, Brooke Lopez, I think. Okay. I think so, too. He's good, man. He I'm is glad good. He's, I'm, I'm glad he's playing well. He did the thing that everybody says that bigs should do. Get, Get a three, and he did, and he went and did it and got it, and he hit a huge one. I thought Marcus All had some had some big buckets late. Marcus All is good place. too. What a trade for some people! Oh, oh, there are people at the deadline that literally said that trade meant nothing. Oh. The fact that they traded DeLon Wright and CJ Miles and what, was a second round pick or something for Marcus All, and that it didn't help Milwaukee. I mean Toronto. Yeah, I that mean was, that was dumb. It was dumb. I mean, even though he had four points tonight, he still like. I mean, he he just the difference of having him on the court. Uh, yeah, massive, what, the, huge bargain for them. And I'm so curious. We've talked about this before, but the the wide range of outcomes for Toronto this summer is absolutely incredible. Because if Kawhi goes to the Clippers, then I mean, what on earth does Marc Gasol do? Because you have a player option for like what twenty six million. You're not going to be at that same level without Kawhi. But are you? So do you want to prioritize winning and go somewhere else for cheaper? Because you're probably not going to get twenty six million a year from somebody else. Or do you take that? And if he goes somewhere else, then I mean they're pretty much going to be giving away Kyle Lowry at that point, right? I mean, that's just where it gets. Uh, if well. they go, if they go to the finals, I mean they'll keep him around as like the legacy, you know. 
contract. Ooh, I think they would trade him. I think they would just embrace the rebuild at that point. Yeah, but I don't think they would trade him. Kyle Lowry? Uh-uh. If they go to the finals. And Kawhi leaves? Yeah. They w- they'll be lucky to get past the second round. Right. But they'll keep him as, as like, the the guy. Well, he's definitely not their Damian Lillard, so. No, but he's he's meant a, so much to that franchise. Yeah, he has. I still think they. I think I think the biggest change from our podcast, maybe from from year one through year two, and now into year three, is your sentimentality. You have you have zero sentiment on any of these players, on any other team besides the Mavericks. Like any uh, other, any, I like Giannis. Any no, any team that has a connection with the player, you're like, doesn't matter. Trade him. You're just like the cutthroat like GM, and I feel like we've switched roles in that. I, I feel like I you used think, to care about stuff like that, and now you don't. If he played for them his whole franchise, yes, but I don't think it's that. He like, pretty much has. Anymore. He's played for like four teams, right? I know, he's but his for- it, the only relevant career that he's had has been in Toronto, and they've tried to trade him before. I just think that if they left well, and it's like it changes when you make the finals. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you make the finals because seventy five percent is because of Kawhi. He's literally looked like Randy Brown, and now in like an All Star too. I mean, he's he's like wide range of the spectrum. I'm just saying, I don't think they'll give him away. I was being a little like exaggerating there, but if a team called and said, "Hey, we'll give you a first, or we'll give you a couple young guys and stuff for Lowry," I, yeah. If the Lakers strike out everybody and they're like, hey, we'll give you freaking Lonzo for don't him, do I think don't Toronto do would do me. it. Don't do this to me. Hey, you like Kyle Lowry. If, I mean, he helped get some to the finals. I mean, yeah, but Kyle does, he doesn't mean the same to the Lakers that he would to Toronto. Come on. <laughs> Jeez. All right, let's uh, let's take a break when we come back. Let's dive into these all-NBA teams because, oh, oof, man. Oof, we got some questions. We got some big, some big some baller Matt. brand questions to go with some of these uh, – these all NBA teams. Some Mavs implications too. Coming back after this. All right, Isaac. So the all NBA teams were released. And this is the only question I have. I'm sure you will have more. And I'm joking. Oh, I, have, I have more, but this is my only one that I really care about. I have a halfway rant. To go we on. need to know. We need to know. Come forward. And I already found out it's not Tim McMahon. Who voted for Luca? We need to know because he is the new he or she is the new leader of of our fan base. Who do you care more about? Do you care about finding out the identity for who voted for Luca second team or who voted for Dwayne Wade? Because I just want to know if you voted for Dwayne Wade, I need to know if you're going to be in the AAC this you next year. You hate Dwayne Wade more than you love Luca. I need to know. Luca deserved <laughs> a, that vote more than Dwayne Wade. Well, that's guaranteed. At least I look at Lucas and say, okay, cool. Dwayne Wade's, I'm like, that's just stupid. Like, that's just stupid. The fact that media people are are determining millions of dollars for people, the same people who put Dwayne Wade on their second team All-NBA is the same people that are determining a, a Supermax for Bradley Bill. That's just stupid. Like, that's the stu- We, of all things that needs transparency, these votes need transparency. Whoever's voting for Sabonis... Whoever's voting for some of these guys, Kyrie Irving on a defensive team, these same guys are literally determining millions of dollars for people like Kimball Walker, Bradley Bill, and some of these guys. Now, I'm not saying that the players should be voting. They shouldn't either because these guys voted stuff for like freaking... 
Oh, heck no. They shouldn't. All these players tweeting out. I'm not saying that that's the answer, but one, we do need transparency. We need to know. Like, people need to attach their names to, hey, I voted for Dwayne Wade, second team. And we need to know who did that. Who did that? Like, that's stupid. It's just, it's so dumb. And, like, the way, this is one of my biggest frustrations with the NBA. I hate this. I hate that this media vote determines super max things, I mean, contracts for the NBA. Because you're setting this up for, I mean, wh- who says, and, and I don't know, like, who who says there's not, like, crap going down under, underneath the table? You know, if you're, if you have, if you're one of these guys on the fringe, like Bradley Bill, if you're saying, or Kimball Walker, and you're saying, man, this is literally going to determine a, a super max, okay? You go from Kimball Walker, that literally is going to have an $80 million difference between what Ken, what Charlotte can offer and what any other team can offer, I would be literally calling up some of these big time media people and be like, "If I get Supermax, you know, I'll give you 500k." Like, I mean, literally, I mean, is does that stuff happen? Like, what? Because and if not, why not? And if like, <laughs> if not, why not? <laughs> like that's the that's the thing. Like, I mean, these people, like, literally, these votes are deciding that. I hate it. I hate everything about it. And these votes need to be transparent. We need to know who's voting for something. I. It goes back to my first line of that. The same people, the same dumb people who are putting Dwayne Wade on their second team All NBA, or some of these guys that have no business being there, are the same voting for Marvin Bagley. Are the same people that's determining, like whether Bradley Beal or Kimball Walker gets Supermax. It's stupid. We're past that. It should be changed. Sorry, I I, I get a little frustrated with that. All that being said, is what happened. Okay. Did you agree with it? Did you agree with what happened? Because we got we got first team Giannis, James Harden, Curry, Paul George, Jokic. Those are those are all set. Embiid, Durant, Lillard, who can get a super max, which we we knew. Kawhi and Kyrie on the second team, and then for your third team, and this is where the big implications come in: Russell Westbrook, Blake Griffin, LeBron, Rudy Gobert, and then Kemba Walker. Kemba makes it. Uh, Bradley Beal does not. Also, Rudy Gobert is now eligible for a super max because of uh, of making this and also winning all no winning uh, defensive player of the year. Who was the other one? Clay Clay Thompson didn't make it. So the only that video the today only, was wild too. The only Clay real Thompson. difference is Bradley Beal, Clay Thompson, Kemba Walker, maybe Russell Westbrook, Kyrie. Do you have any disagreement with any of those? No. So I tweeted out early this morning. I said, "Here's my stab at All NBA. This is what I. This is my pick. Uh, I actually picked all the players. The only difference I had was I had Dame first team, Steph second team. So then, why are and you complaining about it? Because if it happened the, the way that it, it should have happened, because there were literally, literally somebody, literally a, a human being, got it, a ballot it, and real... put a vote down for Marvin Bagley, and that same human being played a part into Bradley Bill not getting a supermax. That's my issue. That that same human being who did that. It's real stupid. But Bradley Beal didn't get a supermax because of, let's see, he was how many points away from? Okay, so he had Bradley Beal had thirty four points. Kemba Walker had 51 points. That that those three or four idiots that voted for Marvin Bagley and you know Dwayne Wade. It's not the difference between Bradley Beal getting supermax and not. I think some I people get, make a bigger deal out of out of it than it should be. What happened it, that was supposed to happen happened. 
right? Yes, yes. And I, I think Kemba deserved it over Bradley Bill. I'm just using him as an example. That same person, like you said, it's a handful of idiots. Yes, we need to know who the idiots are. So mm-hmm. like, uh, if if the system is okay, then we need to weed out the people who did vote for those. But that's why I'm saying we need the transparency because without transparency, this is where we get the stupid votes that come in saying, man, this is just dumb. Like, because some of these dumb votes that went to some of these people that went to Marvin Bagley, Dwayne Wade and all that stuff. If if it was trans, if it was transparent and to where people's names would be attached to these, these guys, then maybe those votes actually go to more real people and then it could sway some things. What if some of those votes went to Bradley Bill? Then would he had more points? Possibly. Like, so that, that's the stuff. Like it's just, we're past that point. But uh, as far as the teams go, yeah, I had Damian, uh, I had Damian Lillard first team over Steph, uh, mainly because he paid, I think 18 more games than Steph. And, uh, that just, that stuff kind of matters to me with that. Did you but say he paid? You paid, played, he, played, he, played. He paid you to, to put him on first team. So all <laughs> of this, to, all of this games. talk about the, you know, are the, the bribes happening? It was, it was actually happening to you the whole time. <laughs> um, I think Gobert should have got it over towns. The LeBron, the LeBron question, I think in other years, LeBron shouldn't have made it. I just don't think the seventh forward, LaMarcus Aldridge, let's just say, I don't think he had, uh, I think if it was just an, a close to an even debate, I think that I would, like even me, you know how I feel about LeBron. Um, yes, and I agree we, with we everything. Are all, we're all very aware. About the 55 games that he played, his team sucked and like all that stuff. There was just not a better option. You know, like if the, if I felt there was another option, like e- like an even argument with him, I would have argued for that player. I, I just do. I really I do think LeBron had a better season than Aldridge. So, I, uh, I think there is a he did play fifty five games. So I mean that does leave the door open for some of these uh, some of these guys though. But no, I mean I think Bradley Bill. Yeah, I mean he missed it. Clay. I didn't really think I didn't really give Clay any like hardcore consideration with that. To be honest. No, he takes the sacrifices that he has to for the team that has the players that they do. Um, Kawhi Leonard only played 60 games. Yeah. I mean, that's my second game. I mean, second team. Yeah. Okay, so you, you rail on LeBron for, for only playing 55 I d- games. I just said he deserved to be third team. <laughs> I'm saying it. No, just I'm, because okay. you said that there's nobody better. Yeah, but, I mean, you have to have a cutoff point at that point. Porzingis played in 48 games. That's only, uh, you know, two years ago. Why didn't he get, make an all-NBA team? He wasn't you know? good enough. <laughs> he wasn't. Oh, bullcrap. If you if you took his stats at 48 at forty eight games, absolutely he deserved it. To make it last season? I had to look at the all-NBA last well, season. but Yeah, like two years ago, whatever. But, like, a lot of people, we just discredit that. You look at, when, for instance, Wendell Carter Jr. He, I think he played, what, 52 games? 50 games this season? But he wasn't even like really considered for like an all rookie team because I think the games were held against him, you know. So like, there I don't has think to, he was good either. Uh, I didn't think he was that bad. I the whole games thing, yeah. I, that's just personal preference of because when, when's the cutoff point? Sixty games, fifty games, fifty-five games. What sixty-five? Games. Yeah, I don't know what. That's just a personal preference thing. But I didn't have the big. I, the biggest storyline obviously came down to those third team guards because. Ooh. Well, literally the last spot because Westbrook, hey, decide he deserved that. I mean, we both agree. Yeah. That, right. 
I mean, come on. He he deserved that that last. He averaged spot, a triple so. double. I mean, come on. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you, can, um, you everyone says that and they're like, oh, he pads his stats. But I did a video on him and he doesn't he doesn't really pad his stats. The only thing you can really say is 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 his rebounding. But the rebounding is designed. They want him to get those rebounds. Yeah. Yeah. So he he deserved one of those guard spots. Blake Griffin absolutely deserved. Yeah. Uh, that forward spot. So it really just came down to one spot, in my opinion, and it was Kemba versus Bradley Bill versus Clay Thompson, if you want to say. And this is where it, man, it got it gets huge because especially for a team with the Mavericks or the Knicks or it, I mean the Charlotte Hornets, you have Kemba Walker, who and I tweeted this out today. Kemba Walker will be is twenty nine years old, just turned twenty nine a few weeks ago. He's get, going into free agency. He has eight seasons underneath his belt. Career earnings over his first eight years in the leagues around fifty nine million dollars. If he signs this Supermax worth $221 million, he's going to be making, I think, $50.4 million in the last year of that deal alone. Why? He's going to get close. He's, I mean, I know it's still $9 million off. He's going to get within the vicinity of his whole career earnings over his first eight years in just one year of that Supermax deal, uh, which, which he'd be like 33 years old in that fifth year. So, yeah, I mean, when you, you, a lot of you've seen it on Twitter, now that Kimba has earned these all NBA honors, uh, he is now eligible for that Super Reacts, that five year, $220 million from the Charlotte Hornets. The most a team like Dallas or any other team can offer is the four year 140. Uh, Do your math. (laughs) That's around an $80 million difference. Let's, uh, this is wild. Let's take another break. And when we come back, let's quickly, we'll talk about Kemba, more implications for Dallas, and then, um, Decide if he's off the board or not. All right, Isaac. So you broke down the numbers, how how it changes, and uh, it's eighty million dollar difference with the one extra year, obviously. Um, and then obviously over the the length of the contract, he, he can make more money. Should and will the Charlotte Hornets even offer him that? Because at some point, at some point, teams have to say, "Okay, Kemba, like you were great this year, but." Supermax should only go to the top like five, ten players in the league, and he's nowhere close to that. Yeah, top twenty. I know. I just talked about the sentimentality of all of it and everything, but well, top twenty. They, yeah, they've top been 20, to the top twenty. You think a Supermax should go to a top twenty? Oh no, no. I meant like where Kimba's at in the league right now. Oh yeah, yeah. No, he's he's not top ten. He's not top five. And I think Supermax I mean, he's should, an all star starter. I think Supermax should, in the East. The Supermax should only For go sure. to the top five players in the NBA. Yeah, I think the Supermax is a conversation, a bigger conversation. Um, but what will Charlotte would do uh, does will be interesting because yeah. Mitch Kupchak said at the ver- at the, at the end of the regular season, lip service. He, he said that they will do whatever they can. They will do whatever to bring back Kemba Walker. And now we get to see if he will put his money where his mouth was. Uh, because uh, because that, that's the question right now. The Supermax is on the table. And honestly, so they have a question. We all know, if you follow NBA, their cap their the, their books right now is insane. Okay, they have no They have no way possible of really getting better. Do you give Kimball Walker the Supermax and you're going to be paying him over 30 million? Let's just say, I think it's an annual average of 44 million over those five years. You give him the Supermax, you know, yeah, the 6 1 point guard, all this stuff, and you're still in luxury tax 
problem, purgatory. <laughs> uh, and you, there's really no way of getting out. So you're basically committing to that middle of the pack road, or you let him walk for nothing, and you're still there. Like can, you're still, they're still screwed. Can you give him just a regular max though? No, I don't think. Does that does that entice him to stay? I mean that. I mean, you're still looking at like what? He still gets you know, the five years. You still get the five years, even before the supermax was was made. They they added that five year clause that the team that had the player could give him five years. No other team can. Giving a yeah, a, but I think Kimba's looking at it saying, "I freaking played on a bargain for the past four years." I mean his 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 last. But it's not like his Steph last, Curry. <laughs> kinda. And literally his last last four years, his last contract he signed was four years, forty eight million dollars. That's insane. I mean, he hasn't won titles like Steph did, but he has, I mean, he, that, he's been in the playoffs twice in six years. Yeah, for sure. But he was also an all star. I know it's the East, but he was an all star starter for a reason this past yeah, year. And also, the players next to him are hot garbage. So yeah, they're horrible. So like, there is a way that Kimba's saying, "Hey, I have." <laughs> I've been playing at a bargain forever. I'm eligible for the Supermax, and you can't blame him for wanting that. And so next year they'd be in salary cap, like pretty much hell <laughs> next next season. Yes. The year after yes. that, though, a lot of guys come off their books. They really only have the two young guys, Monk and Bridges. They have a restricted contract for Dwayne Bacon, uh, Nick Batum's player option of the last year of his deal, and then the final year of Cody Zeller's deal, which is like $15 million. So that – You'd still be in a tough spot, but I think you'd have room to add something then. Take CJ McCollum off of Portland. Who's in a better spot? Well, wait, Lillard or Kemba? Yeah. Oh, Lillard. Okay. Because Lillard's, that's- just, Lillard's just better. Nurkic, uh, the two wings are better than, than anybody on the on the but okay, so like, but here's my thing: like, if if I mean, God forbid, if something happens, CJ McCollum, he's just not on the team anymore, and his supermax is oh on the table. I know, but what like, I'm what I'm saying: like, the supermax is on the table oh for Portland, considering all their like dumb contracts too. Yeah. Portland's still gonna hand Damian Lillard the supermax, and I know it's different because Lillard, we just saw him go, you know, Way conference better. finals and all that stuff. But my whole thing is, I really think if you're Charlotte. You you got to pay it. You got to do the supermax, and you got to keep him, because if you don't, you're just gonna watch him leave for nothing, and then you're just gonna suck. I mean, you're literally writing, you're literally pulling out a piece of paper and writing a letter to your fans saying we're gonna be in the lottery for the next seven years. <laughs> and the, the supermax is really, I think it's hurting teams more than it's helping them. I mean, Washington, that team is just, I mean, they're kind of. They're stuck. They almost had to pay two super maxes. I mean, Washington really dodged a pun intended. They dodged a bullets <laughs> today with the with the All NBA. Yeah, I mean, two well, super I mean, maxes I, with Bradley Beal and John Wall would to, be nuts. Well, you go down the road of like what, what why the super max was created, and it was to it, help. It teams wasn't like really Charlotte. to help them not win, but really help them just keep players. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. It was more of hey, a sentiment thing of fans and cities getting attached to these you know these stars and they don't want to see them leave so like yeah it helps these guys stay um theoretically i think once you get as big as anthony davis and Kawhi leonard i don't like people using those names as saying the supermax doesn't work they can they're turning it down these guys are literally top five players in the league 
but we're talking, I think the Supermax in general was more focused towards the Kimball Walkers of the world. The Paul Georges. Uh, the Paul George, the Damian Lillards. These guys that are franchise cornerstones that could stay in with these franchises for years, to, you, know, you know, their whole career. The problem is a lot of them aren't worth it. Not worth it, but, I mean, you could be looking at a thing to where, I mean, you don't want to think this way as a Mavs fan, but if if Dirk never won a title... How Dirk dare would, you? How dare you? Dirk would still have the same, like, we would still have the same love for him, you know? Just, I don't know. It, just, it would saying, be a, just saying it like that just made me... I know, but, like, that <laughs> that's what, like, these Lillards and Kimball, Kimball Walkers could go down and have that city, have that retire and still be, I have a key to that city because they stay there for so long. Yeah. So, I, I do want to point out, I, I tuned in to... Um, uh, this radio station in Charlotte today to listen to Rick Bunnell. Uh, Rick <laughs> is the guy that wrote for the Charlotte, you know, writes for the Charlotte Observer. Super plugged in. I think you know Brad Townsend tweeted about him today too. He was the very first guy that tweeted, you know, that wrote the story and said the Mavericks would be interested. And then everybody else was like, "Hey, the Mavericks are interested." Blah 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 blah. So I listened to him on the radio today after the NBA stuff, and he was very clear on there and saying. Kimba, he does not think that the Supermax locks Kimba in of staying in Charlotte. Wow. That he's, he still gives it a, a chance, a shot, that Kimba is a is a winner and wants to win, that there is still a shot that Kimba says, no, I'll, I'll take the 140 from somebody else if it means that I can win. He also put this in a piece today, and I don't think this was very uh, – really hit um, open – uh, Twitter a ton, but I read his piece today in Observer, and and uh, this stuck out to me. It says the Hornets stuck this out. He's talking about Kimball Walker and not trading Walker. The Hornets stuck this out despite trade offers around a, around the draft a year ago, including the Cavs. He said the Cavs tried to trade yeah. for Kimba. He said and the February trade deadline, including the Dallas Mavericks. So he's reporting that there's a, uh, there's his, a uni- there's a multiverse universe out there where they have Kemba and Luca instead of Kemba and Porzingis. I don't know. You know, he's obviously saying that you know Dallas tried to trade for him at the deadline. Was that um, you know? Did they try to trade for Kemba after the Porzingis deal? And oh, what did what that- would they even have offered? I don't know. I mean, that was when they still had Harrison Barnes. Um, you know, oh my gosh! <laughs> what well, does make you wonder? North Carolina, there, were, there was some you know rumblings there that Charlotte was you know interested with Harrison Barnes too, and could that you know where they talk? So yeah, him reporting, you know, him saying that in his story there that you know that they that you know Dallas made a push there at the deadline. So it, it's just wild. It adds a whole different wrinkle to all this because I think. Not just Dallas, but I think whatever team of the Lakers or Knicks strikes out uh, in free agency with somebody, uh, I think they could be calling up Kemba and taking a shot with that. So if push came to shove, though, the Supermax is on the table for Kemba Walker. The opportunity, I, I, I get it. The, you, know, you, you are not going to be good next year. You might suck for another two years. But you're talking two hundred and twenty million dollars when you've made fifty nine in your first eight years. You will go down as a you know a legend. Let's just say you know potentially whatever. the you, best player Charlotte's ever had. Exactly. I mean, you're talking that would be thirteen seasons at that point. You know, if they don't trade him, whatever. 
I'm just, I'm just saying, I really, I, I just, I can't, I don't know Kemba that well, so I, or at all, I can't, like, I've never covered him, anything. Everybody, you, like I just said, Rick Bunnell uh, in Charlotte saying that he's all about winning. He could turn it down, like it's not a lock. I just, I just can't see somebody turning that down, turning down eighty million dollar difference. Oof. That's, I mean, that's insane. <laughs> that, that is, that is the definition of. I want to win and winning only matters. Like is the only thing that matters is winning. And, uh, that's my, that's, that's kind of been my whole thing with like warriors thing. And people all complain about the warriors and people hating the warriors. I'm like, all right, well, I mean, if some of these other players in the league want to beat the warriors, just take less money and go somewhere. Yeah. But y'all want max contracts, but you don't want to like, but the, no team can afford you. So like, I'll, so anyway, <sighs> <laughs> so if you are, I will. Okay, I'll say this: if you are 100% in the I want Kemba Walker and Dallas next year uh, camp, if you're in that camp, uh, it took your camp took a hit today, because I think if if Mitch Kupchak stays true to his word, and I think he will, I think that Supermax will be on the table, and um, that's gonna be hard I, to pass up. It's gonna be hard to pass up when uh, you're 29 uh, a Supermax for 220. Gosh, that's insane. That's so much money. Cause like he signs that Charlotte looks back. I mean, Charlotte knows. Yeah. Like you said, next year we're, we're not going to be very good, but their selling point to Kemba is, Hey, give us a year and let's try to flip around some of these bad contracts. Let's try to, you know, a lot of this is going to come off the books in two years. Can they dump, you know, one of those contracts for, you know, with Malik Monk attached or miles bridges or, uh, I think I think another thing too, if they had somebody in the wing, a young player that's worth building around, I think that could that would that change your mindset of giving him the supermax if you're Charlotte. If they took Shea Gilgis Alexander over Miles Bridges, would that alter how you would approach that of saying, okay, we'll offer you the max but not the super max. You know, if you walk that would suck, but at least we have SGA to build around a promising young rookie, you know? Yeah, cuz if he if he does walk, I mean they're they're screwed. I mean, Malik Monk well, is, screwed. is not Trust. as good as as we thought he was going to be, uh, and it might just take longer for him to develop. Miles Bridges had had some exciting dunks this year, but none of them in the dunk contest, but you know, he uh yeah, I don't know, he's just not He's not something to, to build around. And then after that, I mean, what do you have? That's it. I mean, you have that. You have the 12th pick this year. And then you're guaranteed to be in the lottery for the next three to four years probably. You're not going to get a free agent to come there. Not to play no. with that. I mean, there's literally no nothing else. There. So that's why I'm saying if you just think of it that way, they're going to they're gonna put the, put it on the table. Like, you, you got to. I mean, you have to. You're, you're signing the, you know, the – death penalty for your freaking <laughs> fan base if if you don't because at least Kimba's going to keep you exciting at least Kimba gives gives you something to when that money comes off the books in a year or two that you can go pitch to a free agent and say hey we got Kimba he's in his prime and come here and play you know we're in the east and you know whatever so yeah i think supermax on the table and you know if you're asking me what i think then i think he takes it it's too much to turn down. Eighty million dollars, and you can't blame him. Come on, it's so much money. That, him- and that's what I would hate to see. I would hate somebody to say, "Oh, Kimba's not about winning." 
Kimba, you know, Kimba's, Kimba's like stop stopping me this win and you stuff. You would do it sign. in your in your life. You would do it every single time. Oh, for sure, every single time. And I get the whole like, hey, when you're rich, you're rich. I get that to an extent. That that's why I think it applies. To, like, I'll I'll take a Jalen Rose saying. There's a difference between rich and wealthy. <laughs> I like that. If you made fifty million dollars, you are rich, like Kemba. If you're if you get a two hundred million dollars supermax, then you become wealthy. <laughs> <laughs> and eighty million dollars, that's different than hey, uh, state income tax of oh, he can save money in Texas or. Hey, hey, you know, somebody go. I, add, man, someone do the math on that. Someone do the math on how much you would save. <laughs> I don't know what the uh, North Carolina state taxes are looking like right now, but I have no clue. Man, kind of hurt the, so, yeah. the Kemba camp. I bet I bet you're hurting out there today. But uh, but like Rick Bennell said, and he's more plugged in than we are. Obviously, it might not entice him to to stay just with the supermax. Man, how how much would that make you love him even more as a Mavs fan or anybody? If he turned you know, that what, down to come to Dallas. If he sat there and had that press conference in Dallas saying, I turned down $80 million because I want to come here and win alongside Luka and KP, and I want to help bring a title back here. I'm freaking like, uh, Come on, par- give me a hug. <laughs> start the parade on Nowitzki Way right now. I mean, come on. <laughs> Isn't it Nowitzki Dry? No, it's Nowitzki Way. I don't know. I don't know what it, the way. Uh, but no, I, yeah, Uh, we'll see. We'll see there. Yeah. We'll see. We shall see. It'll be very interesting this summer, man. We have to do some kind of live show on free agency where we're just sitting in front of our computers, just like trying to figure out what's going on (laughs) at midnight. uh, No, six o'clock. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Six o'clock. Well, that's when they can like start talking. I guess that's, that'll be when, when all they, when they all start. Cuban's gonna be in I don't know New York at where or somewhere with Kimba and <laughs> trying to make a pitch. So let's do this very quick at the very end. We've already gone way over, but oh gosh. Okay, so Brian Windhorst on on ESPN Radio came on and said that with the Dwight Powell move, it perked his ears up, and he thinks that they're doing something. That Dallas was mm-hmm. at the draft combine, and he said at the draft combine, that's when all these teams and agents start talking and things get done. He thinks that Dallas has their target set on somebody. Do you think it's Kemba? Oh, you can't ask me a trick question like that. <laughs> they have a plan, and the oven is different this time. They're baking a plan, but the oven's different. There's a, It's a different type of oven that they're baking in this time. Okay. Yeah. We'll see. It's definitely different than past summers. It's definitely different than before. Uh, the Dwight Powell thing for sure um, plays into that and how things are going to work out and fit. And we just got to, you know, everybody's just got to see it unfold at this point. I don't think it's Kemba. I feel like, it, I feel like it's someone else, but it's an interesting, interesting day to, uh, to hear that. And then also the Kemba news, but anyway, all right, there you go. The summer's going to be interesting. We just, you know, spent 46 minutes talking about the summer in May. <laughs> it's coming, man. <laughs> Very excited about it. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Maps. Peace out. Boom. Boom.